I also have a bit, Rich, but you know, I will, I will not, I will not uh, submarine your bit with my bit. My bit can be done later. No problem. Right. It's trust me. It's not that big of a bit. It's just more silly. It's like a little bit. I just, I it's it's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just fair a little moderate, bit. Fair to moderately bit. sized bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a three sixteenths or a seven eighths. <laughs> uh, probably maybe more like um two millimeters. What two mil? Yeah, two mm. millimeters. Yeah. God. Oh, not two mil. Two mil and two millimeters are not the same thing. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they Matt, always Matt, 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 I'm sorry, but we have to fumble over this. Oh, like huh? this is you're you're new here again. Like it's uh, been a while. Oh. This we is... gotta fumble over this intro. Oh, you just just trip over my words for a little bit? Yeah, okay. like we it's not just all one thing. Like maybe some of us have to do a part of it. Like okay. Timmy, do you want to take the next part? Yeah. Or No. <laughs> okay. no. Uh, were you not listening, I guess? What? Is it? Okay, go ahead, Matt. Just continue. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, welcome to Croze, um, <laughs> the uh, the multimedia experience designed by Tom DeLong to explain love in space. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me, as they always do, are my bros in Rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed, reporting live from a hole in the wall where the men can see all. It's Mr. Tim Hansen. What the fuck does that even mean? (laughs) Another Rick and Morty reference. Oh, jeez. Yeah, man. Is it the was it the first interdimensional cable episode? uh, The the hole in the wall is a member of the new Saturday Night Live cast in that particular universe. (laughs) That that was like six years ago. It feels like forever. Yeah, no, but, uh, you know, my, my brain, like, as we discussed before, uh, your brain just, my brain is a sponge for the dumbest stuff, but I don't remember <laughs> anything important. Like, we have two senators in New Jersey, and I think I know who both of them are, but uh, but I could definitely tell you uh, the entire script of the Gazorpazorp field from that same episode of Rick and Morty. Beautiful. Matt, Beautiful. just got to make sure, do you remember your daughter's name? Uh, it's It starts with one of, it's, it's. First letters between like F and L. Uh, I know that for sure. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, her last name is close to mine. I want to say, but <sighs> who, who can really say? <laughs> yeah, it's a rough deal. So yeah, so yeah, uh, I was not able to join last time uh, for the last three episodes. Uh, it was sort of a an airball situation where I wasn't sure if I would be there until literally five minutes after the agreed upon time, and it was just like, yeah, it's, it, it, I felt like. Uh, do you remember that scene in uh, The Hangover when Bradley Cooper is calling like the guy's fiance and uh, mm-hmm. like he's just like, you know, obviously hung over and, and just, you know, they, they're exhausted and he's just like, yeah, it's not going to happen. That's basically uh, where <laughs> where I was when uh, I messaged <laughs> you guys saying that I wasn't going to be able to make that particular set of episodes. But uh, but you guys did uh, Yeoman's work uh, holding it down uh, for those couple of episodes. And uh, 
I do have I, I will point this out though. I did I did go back and listen because we always listen to the game tape here uh, on the Brose podcast. Um, and I do have uh, some feedback for each of the three of you mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for for the episodes that you did. But uh, but listen, I'm a man of I'm a man of corporate America. Uh, I'm a man who believes in you know uh, Six Sigma and other bullshit. And uh, and so uh, I, I want to present this to you all in the form of uh, what we call the compliment sandwich. So uh, so here we go. Uh, Tim, let's start with you. Uh, Tim, uh, admirable work in uh, being like the de facto host and really taking the lead on a lot of the, the hosting and directing duties during the show. Uh, you forgot the name of the Antiques Roadshow. Um, like not the game, like the genuine the program that's been on PBS for like 40 years. Uh, just incredible. But, uh, you know, I, really taking not listening to a whole new level. But uh, but again, excellent work, uh, you know, keeping keeping things on a genuinely pretty good pace. Uh, was, was that the second piece of the bread was genuinely taking not listening to a whole new level because yes that, that was, was a compliment in my that book was it. that was uh that was solidly solidly like <laughs> not listening to an, a level to which i didn't think was possible um uh rich uh doing a, a rich g- genuinely you you bring the same level of consistency to the show every time you are on it, and that did not change in any way uh, when you did this episode. Like you, you, you are yourself. You did not try to be anything outside of yourself during that set of episodes. Even when you were trying to do hosting stuff, you were doing it in a very richy way, in a very uh, genuine and a very uh, appealing way. Um, at about the forty-five minute mark, I want to say of episode three. Uh, you said we got to wrap this up, and the show went on for another thirty-six minutes. Uh, so let's let's man cat of nine tails. Let's go and whip that horse and try to bring it home a little bit quicker next time, shall we? Um, and Sean, uh, Sean, you are you are the 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 humor center of this show, and uh, and that is that was unchanged throughout the course of the three episodes, and I appreciated that out of you. Um, it, it, but but in the first episode, in the first couple of seconds, I believe you said something on the lines of like, this will probably get better, but it probably won't. And I don't appreciate <laughs> that level of negativity uh, when it comes to the show, because you know what? Again, those three episodes, A plus. A plus. A plus, a plus work, a plus. man. It's a always plus. A plus here on the Brose podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. We're the award-winning Brose podcast. We, we always perform A+. Plus. We are, in fact, the award-winning Brose podcast, and we're available on all major podcasting platforms, Rich. Uh, the premise of our show is that we answer questions it. from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying a crisp, delicious glass of wine or otherwise. So if you have a question that you would like us to answer on the air, you want to email that question to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com but first let's get to what we are drinking tonight and actually i'm going to lead off because uh, i i went off the menu for this particular episode and i am drinking a coffee uh half calf coffee with irish cream in it and the reason i, I brought this <laughs> I, i'm drinking this with irish cream uh is because this was a gift given to us by uh, one of jenna's family friends uh it's uh cream five farms county cork ireland single batch irish cream liqueur it's fresh dairy cream uh, from five family-owned farms, expertly blended with triple-distilled Irish whiskey, exclusively sourced in County Cork, Ireland. And so I just put a little bit of that in my coffee. The reason I'm not drinking a whole lot tonight is this. Um, uh, on multiple occasions, uh, the first couple of weeks of, of us having our, our dear sweet daughter uh, home with us, uh, the sleep deprivation uh, got to a point where there were multiple occasions when I woke up and thought I was flat on my stomach and I thought that I was holding the baby. 
And <laughs> I wasn't. I thought I was supposed to be holding the baby while, like, you know, like my wife went to get a, get a bottle or just go to the bathroom or something like that. And I freaked out. Because I thought I was, oh, my God, I fell asleep and I'm crushing the baby. And I wasn't. The baby was <laughs> asleep in the crib. Uh, and when I relayed this to my wife, thinking that she was going to react in horror uh, about what a negligent father I was, she said, nope, I had the same thing at least twice uh, <laughs> while we were up at like three in the morning trying to feed our daughter and then putting her back to sleep. Uh, so uh, as a result, I'm trying to limit my amount of impairedness in the event that something like that happens again. Uh, and so I am decided to limit the 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 alcohol content to just a little bit of this cream along with the coffee to keep me going for the rest of the night. But it is a really, really good Irish cream. I will, I will say that for sure. Matt, good job about being smart about being stupid. Always, always be smart about being stupid, Tim. I, I have said that for years and I'm glad that, uh, that, that uh, you've taken that as, as a life <laughs> axiom as well. Uh, on that note, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking black cat Riesling. Which actually comes in like that a is cool, a lovely bottle. Ooh, yeah, it's, instead yeah, of getting fancy. a bottle with an animal on it, the bottle is the animal. <laughs> um, yeah, one of my coworkers was out, saw the bottle, was like, "Hey, this is cool looking." I was like, "Oh, I should pick that up for the show." And then I come into work. He's like, "Hey, I got you a present." So I was like, "Oh, that's that's real sweet." So thanks, Will, if you're listening. Uh, that's pretty good so far. It's it's definitely slight more on the sweet side, but not uh, overpowering. And I can't quite put my finger on what fruit flavor is I'm getting out of it. But I actually remembered to chill it, unlike my rosé last time. So <laughs> mm. we're already doing better. Mm-hmm. Solid upgrade. Refrigeration's huge. Sean, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Herman J. Weimer Vineyards Dry Rosé. Um, and it is, so it smells like barbecue sauce and doesn't taste very good. Mm. And so does uh, it taste like barbecue sauce? It does not taste like barbecue sauce. It tastes, I don't know. It doesn't really taste like anything. It's like brown sugar? No, it's, I don't know. It just Hmm. like sweet baby rays. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But yeah, but it's not very good so far. I didn't use my decanter or whatever, right. so maybe with that it'll open it up a little bit. Because right now it just doesn't really taste like anything, and I'm not it'll open it up. Not... It'll taste like French's barbecue sauce. Hell yeah! Yeah. Uh, Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking a bottle of the Pale Rosé by Sasha Lynchin. Um, it's got this cool, like, kind of pastelly pinkish. Uh, cover to it you guys mm-hmm. can't really see it no one can see it uh but it's it's pretty good it's pretty good it's a it's a rosé um i haven't actually drank rosé since we stopped drinking rosé so it's nice to go back to it a little bit um i will be nursing this bottle though because i'm fighting off a hangover uh today wow <laughs> wow yeah not to brag or anything that's that's the wrong approach the best it's... way to get over a hangover is to get drunk again yeah oh boy i <laughs> wish i did that like at like 10 o'clock yeah. this morning to make myself feel good and not at 8 o'clock at night. That old uh, that bit of drinking knowledge is sort of like the uh, the gambling uh, rule where it's like, well, I haven't lost the money because I haven't I haven't cashed out yet. <laughs> so like, see, I, I, see, I haven't lost yep. it because I haven't stopped playing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have uh, in front of me, by the way, our first round of questions. Uh, are you guys ready? 
Let's go. Let's go. Questions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air. Our first question is from a longtime listener and good friend of the show, Brian Everett. Um, when have you been the most proud of someone else? Um, I'm going to immediately, in my mind, take my wife off of this list for uh, giving birth to our daughter because that is obviously one of the most important <laughs> moments uh, when I've been proud of somebody is, is incredibly a uh, prideful moment uh, that I had when we when we, we were holding our daughter for the first time, and, and I'm incredibly proud of her uh, for the physical aspect of it. I'm going to try and come up with something different, um, but you guys are welcome to pick whatever you want. Hmm. Sean, why I'm is it Mary? Proud. It's not Mary this time. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's Jacob, and it is f- it's from our wedding. And he he did the reading, you know, um, the one that's like love is patient, love is kind. That reading that everyone does, mm. he did that, and he he kept struggling with the word pompous, like he just could not, for the life of him, figure out how to pronounce it. He was like pompous, and he just couldn't get it. And then fast forward to the day of the wedding, and him actually reading it and he gets he like nails pompous just like with no hesitation just crushes it and i just remember being so proud of him like just like i couldn't believe he was just like i don't know it was just such a good moment for him because he was so worried about it and i was just so proud of him like he's like yeah and you killed it Hmm. (laughs) did he do a little like fist bump yes He actually yeah. he he's submarine the rest of the speech because he crumpled up the speech and then slam dunked it into the trash like, in the middle, <laughs> yeah. right after he said pompous. Yeah, it was. What it do you mean crazy. the rest of the reading? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, uh, Tim. Uh, when have you been uh, most proud of someone else? That's a great question. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> Thanks to Brian for that question. <laughs> Thanks, Brian, for this excellent thought-provoking question. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're starting would you, off. Would you, with like the, to, would you like to allow it to provoke you a little bit longer? <laughs> sure. Let, let's let it ruminate a little bit. Right, let's let's uh, give it some space. You know, give, give give that question some room to breathe for Tim. And uh, <laughs> yeah, let it I'll breathe. Turn to Rich, then. When have you been most proud of someone else? Oh boy, that is a good question. Um, I, I, we, I, there's not really too much more time to give give it room to breathe. Uh, it's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say. But honestly, uh, like. Right now, Matt and Jenna, you guys taking on the task of being parents and doing doing that hard work yeah, those and, kids are and all, right. all that. Yeah, like I'm proud of you guys. Thank I you. am. It's thank you. It's 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 awesome. It's been an adventure. It's uh it's it's certainly uh been been a trip, and I appreciate the kind words. Uh, the kids hanging in there. I'm proud. I'm proud of Jordan for dealing with the fact that Jenna. And I have no freaking clue what we're doing. It's fine. So <laughs> like every it's one of those things where like every bit of knowledge that you absorb from uh, the books and the classes and all that, uh, you just basically just put in the trash directly in the trash can. Uh, <laughs> two days in, as you're just like, what? God. Damn. Uh, my Google search history is bananas over the first, <laughs> the last six weeks. So uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, the, another person I'm, I'm very proud of and a moment that I was very proud of them was my brother, uh, right as the pandemic was sort of cresting, uh, my brother was completing his PhD at Penn. Uh, and so he actually did, he'd been working on this for uh, four years at this point and he was about to give his, his final research presentation, his thesis. 
and uh, and he had to do it all remote. And so in about like the span of a month, he had to figure out how to do it all remote and present it all remote. And I actually was lucky because I got to because since I was working from home, I got to watch his presentation while I was working. And so seeing him do that and listening to it and look, man, he's he's into, you know, he's he's a he's a chemical engineer. I know one ninetieth of the stuff that he is talking about uh, and another ninetieth based on what he told me about it and what my simpleton brain could understand. But just hearing him pivot and and be able to handle this and no, speak so clearly and so eloquently about this stuff, given the you know, given everything that had gone on to that point. I mean, again, think about where we were in April of 2020. And this is when he had you know, he thought he was gonna be able to see and read all these people's faces during the presentation. And instead, he had to be behind a computer. He had to make sure it worked on Zoom. And, uh, you know, and suddenly the Zoom call was something where, like, it wasn't just, you know, research fellows who could, you know, chime in or, or professors or other people in the industry. Chuckleheads like me could jump on and just be like, hey, man, how's it going? I didn't say anything <laughs> to him during the presentation. Uh, but it was I was very proud of him in that moment. Uh, it was a lot of, uh, you know, at a time when everybody was feeling, facing some level of adversity, to, you know, varying levels of adversity. Uh, he he handled his with a plum, and uh, he's doing all right for himself. He's been living in Cincinnati now for two years with a pretty good job, so it, it paid off. It paid off, and I was very proud of him in the moment. And they went ahead and moved to a whole other state in the middle of the pandemic. So another pride, prideful <laughs> moment when he's figured out how like rent an apartment and go live and take another job in another state, you know, while the world was in complete chaos. Yeah, world's ending, just uh, moved to another state. Bye. Yeah, he left the city in the middle. This is also, I think the week that he left was like the week after a lot of the um, the, the racial, the racial, the uh, police brutality protests mm -hmm. in Philly. Like he, he was like in the city, like helping clean up the week before. And then the next week he was like, all right, I'm leaving for a different city. And uh, it, was, it was wild. It was a wild period of time. And he handled it quite well for 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 anyone, really. Yeah, it's it's kind of a shock with all his schooling. He doesn't believe in vaccines or anything. Yeah, it's true. He's a nut. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just an absolute, just an absolute. Yeah, he he called me up and was like, the one thing I, I don't understand is I move out here to Cincinnati and everybody is trying this hydroxychloroquine stuff. And I just wonder, why didn't everybody in Philly get on board with this? Because this stuff's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all just, you know, we, we, they, they, it's a crazy tradition out in Cincinnati. They go out and watch Reds games, and then afterwards they go to the bar, and they all just take turns beaming sunlight directly into their body to kill all the the virus in there. It's it's really a nice community event. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, he called me the other day and was like, you know, the Earth is flat, and just like... Mm -hmm went on like two hours about the earth is flat oh yeah, yeah yeah it was it was raised that way the world was originally spherical but it was raised to be flat by uh, by the rothschild family um, exactly exactly so uh all right tim we've done enough uh conspiracy theory <laughs> joking to try and buy you some time here uh what when have you been the most proud of someone else i've been ready for like a minute and a half and then all of that was just my brain bleeding it's just like cool <laughs> aneurysms it's a new feature of this show <laughs> Um, Another great new I, bit we've been working on is, is Tim brain illnesses. <laughs> um, so I would probably say uh, I'd I'd be most proud of Martha when she first moved down here. Um, she she's not big on change, uh, and she's also for how much of an amazing uh, person she is, big heart. And how quickly she does learn and how willingly she is to help other people learn in a professional capacity and how actually legitimately good she is as an optician and an office manager, or at least acting office manager. Um, like her, she's not good at like v 
being her own advocate. So when she came down here, I was very much concerned about her finding a job. Uh, and like within 72 hours? No. First week she moved down and then she's like, all right, today is Saturday. I'm going to start looking for jobs. Had multiple interviews Monday and Tuesday. Had a job, had multiple job offers on Tuesday and then didn't just jump at the first one. Just like, no, this is why this isn't going to be great for me, even though it pays a little more than the other one. It's like, this is going to be the better opportunity long run. It's like, awesome. She stood her ground. She was her own advocate. She did all of this, just went out, grabbed the bull by the horns and did that for herself. I mean, for both of us, but for herself. Uh, And it's the first time I've really seen her do all of that for herself so i was just really really happy and proud of her and proud for her that's awesome man that is hard to do i mean i find a new job in a whole different state just uproot and i mean obviously like you had you had an offer in hand but still uprooting and changing your life is is a completely different is a completely different beast and then having to do it when changing careers at the same time i've i have a buddy of mine who did that you know seven or eight years ago and he was the same thing like he lived in pittsburgh moved down to florida and just change jobs didn't i mean he he it was a, it was a slightly different scenario but like still like that's a lot to do like it's 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 to to uproot and change everything and change what you do on a day-to-day basis sort of sort of sight unseen is is a, a ton especially in the time period when you're going through a lot of change already definitely yeah. any other prideful moments you guys have felt for someone else mm-hmm. no, not really that i can think of none Okay, that's fine. That's fine. We can move on to the next question, which is, uh, if you could be the U.S. ambassador to another country, which one would you choose? Ireland. All right. Care to explain? I'm just assuming I'm going to get... I think it's self-evident. I I think it's (laughs) self-evident. Whiskey and Guinness and any other beer. I just assume there's going to be beer. And also, like, that's cold cold rainy weather what's not to love i love the cold <laughs> and you get that one sunny day and it's like ah oh, the rolling hills like all that uh it, it pays off and everyone will be roughly my height so it'll be like my people <laughs> they're not leprechauns they're just they're just from another country <laughs> yeah but they're all short <laughs> okay and if you I don't want to listen to any facts that say otherwise. (laughs) I'm not going to destroy your your fantasy that you've got built up of of Ireland, where they're all just drinking beer and shrinking by the hour. He's Uh, now Googling average height of the Irish. Yeah, average height of the Irish. (laughs) Apparently it's 5'10", so they're still taller than me. Yeah, they're pretty big. big. Uh, And that's for the women, too, which is bananas. Uh, Uh, Sean. Irish women is 5'5", so they're all my height. There you go. See, see. Uh, Sean, uh, what country would you want to be the U.S. ambassador to? Um, I think France, because I speak a little bit of French, so I'm already, I'm already, there you go. I can at least understand what's going on. Yeah. And then also they have all the wines and croissants and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just seems pretty dope. And also like socialized medicine, just... <laughs> I know we're two for two on mentioning like the cuisine of the country we're going to as like a reason to go <laughs> be an ambassador to one of the largest countries in the in the, the world's history. Who don't uh, who doesn't want a little sweet croissant? 
Yeah. Oh, I would love it. Listen, I, I'm, I'm in a perpetual state of wanting a sweet croissant. Um, I just, I don't know if I, that, that would be the, the driving force behind my decision to be an ambassador. But Sean did also mention wine, so I guess that's two. <laughs> yeah. And socialized medicine is like a distant third. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Rich, what country would you be the ambassador to? I think, hmm, like, I, going with, like, oh, I'd love to go to these places kind of thing. Like, I was thinking Japan, but I'm like, I don't know how to speak the language. So, uh, you know, Canada, because it's so easy to hold public office in Canada. Like, their their public officials are just, like, drug addicts and shit. So, I'm sure I could handle that job. You know, like, you there, know that we have a, control I, over the job of United States ambassador to Canada and not the Canadians, right? <laughs> Yeah, but like you see how all the like the Canadian uh, public officials mm-hmm. are, and it's like, oh, I'm. Are you I'm talking great about that guy from a, like the, the mayor of Toronto from like ten years ago who was just like a like a coke addict? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah. I that's that that's really the only the only Canadian um, politics that I know. Yeah. Plus, like, is is it Trudeau right now? Who's the PM? Justin, Justin and, like, Trudeau. Yeah. He's yeah. He's not all that great right now, or never was. I don't really know. I don't know Canadian. We well, got caught. You not caught, but like they, they dug up a photo of him in blackface from you know however many decades yeah. ago, back when they were digging up. Like, like every every public official was just like, oh, we actually all wore the same costume in college, and we all decided to be like Magic Johnson. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so, all of all, you did. We're it. all not black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I can't, can't, Canada's not a bad place. So. Um. I would uh, I would probably be the ambassador to um, Russia. Now, to be fair, I haven't watched the news in like 12 weeks. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but but I, I think things work out pretty well, typically for public officials who go to Russia and try to leave at any point. It is a representative for another country. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to just go check Twitter for the first time since January and see how <laughs> that would work out for me. Um <laughs> As a genuine answer, because uh, no, I would not want to go be poisoned by the KGB. Um, I guess the UK, for the same reason, I don't think I'm qualified to be uh, a a ambassador to any other country. Certainly, from a language barrier perspective, uh, the UK, I think, politically, a could learn a lot. We could learn a lot. The United States could from uh, the, the the sort of pseudo three party system that the UK has. Uh, B, the, you know, the, I just think it'd be nice. It'd be nice to be, again, Tim, Tim has the rainy angle aspect in Ireland. You sort of have that with London. Uh, you're probably spending a lot of your time in London. And I particularly want to be there uh, in Parliament for the the one guy. He's not the he's not the in the role anymore, but the guy that a couple of years ago, anytime they held any sort of uh, hearing in Parliament who, like, got real theatrical and boisterous when he would go, order, order, like, like that guy. I want to hear that guy in person. <laughs> Um, I don't know who's doing that now, but they don't put him on. That, that was when they were trying to uh, oust Theresa May like every single week. Uh, they had that guy on uh, Reuters every single morning. I just hear that guy blaring through the speakers of my uh, my Alexa in the kitchen because I'd listen to the news and would just be like, oh, no, oh, no, get her out of here. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, so I, I guess I would be the UK. I think I'm the most qualified for that role of any of the countries that are still left on the table. Because we can't both be. Yeah, it can't be too the ambassadors to Canada. That'd be ridiculous. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ireland. <laughs> it's like, why not? <laughs> uh, well, I, Ireland is Ireland is a good one. Ireland would be a, a close second for me, and I think I probably would have taken Ireland if you hadn't. But uh, 
but not but not because I was concerned about the height of the the citizens there. Listen, that was just a tag on at the end. So you like, know what I would do? I would be an ambassador to Ireland, and I would just slowly like slip in things like, "Hey, I should widen the roads in the western side of that country, man. Yeah, just get another <laughs> inch on either side. Come on, yeah." Also, the Citron's a terrible car. You should take those off the roads. <laughs> uh, any, other, any other countries you want to be an ambassador to? I think I think you're I think you're going in a good way with saying Russia, Matt. I think Russia's a good choice. Yeah, I feel like uh, now it's, we just did a prisoner swap with them. Through all of this, like we're, we? we're like we're like like cutting off every tie with Russia. We just did a prisoner swap with them, like last week. And Biden's like, this is not an easy decision. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> we're, we're at war with them right now. We're not, we're not at war, but we're, we're functionally no at shit. war with them. Uh, the next question is, what does, quote, what goes around, unquote, actually come around? Uh, so does what goes around actually come around? And what are your thoughts? No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I don't think if, so. if I have learned anything in America, is that pricks get away with pretty much everything. At, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> unless they get big enough mm-hmm. that they have just stepped on so many people in the worst ways because they drank their own Kool Aid, and then they end up uh, on national news networks being torn down a peg, mm-hmm. and they disappear for like five years, and then they're back on top anyway. So no, it doesn't. Yeah, the, the website defector is a great word for this, and uh, it's uh, the the uh, the fail sons of America, like the children of these like rich and famous people who just like fall upwards over and over again. Uh, you know, like the, the the Donnie Trump Juniors of the world. Uh, you know, the, these these guys who are like, I've got my you know my dad went to Yale, so I get to be on MSNBC every other week, like that that kind of thing, or like yeah, the fact that Andrew Cuomo will probably, I don't know, be a senator in like five years or something like that. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It does not uh, go around, come around. They, it may be in small, uh, in like micro stories you might see. And, and it's, it's you know, in a, you know, in a schadenfreude way, it's like, it's delicious to see it happen. You get somebody, you see somebody hung by their own petard. But I think the reason that we, that you get so much like sick delight out of seeing somebody, you know, get what goes around coming around is because it does not happen as often as you would think it would uh, based on the, the concept of karma. So, no, it does not happen. Uh, never has, never will. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-hmm. No, it's a bummer, too. Agreed. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It'd be funny. Mm-hmm. It'd be very also funny. also comes like, from... Go sorry, go for it, Matt. No, I was just going to say, it also probably has something to do with that uh, most non-assholes or non-sociopaths are not directly driven for power. So mm-hmm. sociopaths always end up being in power, and it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to dethrone people that are above you. Yeah. So well, it's also even, even on like a yeah. smaller scale, like you don't even think about like the the political angle or the you know the rich and powerful angle. Like if somebody cuts you off, you know, if you start thinking like, boy, I, I hope someone else cuts them off, or I hope that the way that they're driving, they like you know blow a tire, or get into like a you know non lethal, but like they get into an accident or something. Like I, I hope they get what's coming to them, and you're like, no, of course they won't. Because if they had, they wouldn't be driving like this in the first place. Of course, not. <laughs> no, nothing's going to happen to this person. There's no cosmic, you know, judge who's, who's bending the scales so that, you know, the guy driving a Beamer 90 miles an hour and like wheeling past you, that's not going to happen. So just live, I, deal I, with it and, and live, you live your life. I do have one instant karma story. Uh-huh. And uh, 
an orange PT cruiser when I was still living up in Pennsylvania, like this would have been pre Martha. So like 12 ish years ago, something like that. All right. Um, Heading towards King of Prussia on 202, PT Cruiser like almost clips clips my back end as he's trying to weave in between cars. So then I st- <laughs> flips me off. I start racing him because I'm in a much faster car than he is. So mm. it's just kind of like fuck you. It's like a Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> the Hyundai Tiburon was much better than the PT Cruiser. Ooh, a Tibby. So beating him by like two car lengths just way ahead of him and he's not catching up. I see a cop way up. I pretty much slam on the brakes. He's, he zooms past me, gives me the finger again, gets immediately pulled over. So then I slow down as I pass him so I can flip him off. So you baited him into a ticket? <laughs> well, no, no, well, I didn't intentionally bait him into a ticket, but when I saw the cop coming up, I was like, oh, I don't want to uh, get a okay, ticket. Right. So then when he sped past me as an, like, an asshole that he already was, I was just like, ah, this is going to be great. Okay, all right. And to be honest, in that instance, he probably still would have gotten pulled over and gotten that ticket, whether you were racing him or not, because he was driving like a dick and probably kept speeding and everything. Yeah, but it's still instant karma. He was a yeah. dick, and uh, he got pulled over. So fuck that guy. I, His delicious win at I mean, I've, I've, um, I've, I've seen some instances like that. Like I'm, I was driving uh, back from the King of Prussia area into Philly on um, the Schuylkill, and somebody was dry, was riding the... Uh, the, the emergency lane, whatever it is, the the, the, the curb, basically. Um, while it was uh, bumper-to-bumper traffic, they're going up the curb, and they pass a cop, and immediately cop pulls them over. I'm like, that's karma right there. You never see something like that happen, though. Like, it, it, you're right. You guys are right. It doesn't happen often enough for the people who are legitimately dicks. Um, and then it also doesn't... It doesn't go the other opposite way around. For the, like the good people, the good people don't always get the good things happening to them either. It's what goes around comes around. Should it work both ways, and it doesn't work either way. Is that uh, the old Adam? Uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every I know I do know <laughs> I've I've done that occasionally at work where like uh, I you know somebody on like a like a teammate agrees to take on like a weird like a, a weird project or a weird deal or something like that. And uh, and then inevitably, when they they help back somebody up or something like that, uh, it goes awry, and it takes them like five days to work on it, and it's like really stressful. And I'm like, that's why I tell you guys, don't help anyone. <laughs> Just never help <laughs> anyone at all. <laughs> it never pays off. Uh, it's not an actual work thing. Like it's it's just you know sometimes you just gotta laugh. It's like of course I volunteer to do this one thing, and it winds up taking up like my whole week. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, something sometimes it just happens. What goes around comes around. Yeah, what goes around, in fact, comes around. Um, I'm going to propose that we sort of meld the next two questions together because I think they kind of go hand in hand. How, what do you guys think? I'm, I'm into that. All right. Sure. So the first question Agreed. is, uh, what do you want to happen with Twitter? And we get an immediate follow-up question from listener Brian Everett. Elon Musk, threat or spectacle? Uh, now, I think that it's pretty convenient that these are lined up where they are. So uh, let's tackle them both. What do you want to happen with Twitter? And is Elon Musk a threat or is he just sort of, uh, you know, bread and circuses of a rich guy? I, I, want, I want Twitter to stay the same and in that fact elon musk is definitely a threat like he is going to change twitter in its entirety he's going to be the reason that we have 
shitheads like Trump back on Twitter and whatnot. And oh, I Trump's not going to come back to Twitter. Need... There's there's shitheads that are going to come back, but Trump's not coming back to Twitter. Yeah, but it's like I don't need to be on Twitter. Fuck your Twitter. I'm cooler than Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has true social. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. True social. Yeah, uh, the anti woke social media. The, the anti woke social um, media that like overheats your phone and causes it to like downgrade to like iOS four point one. Uh, but yeah, it's like Twitter to me is, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's, it's what it needs to be. And if too, if too much happens to it, it's just going to become more of a cesspool than it already is. Um, so if they do do any changes to Twitter, I want a fucking edit button. That's it. No, no. Hard disagree with Sean O'Brien. Hard disagree. (laughs) I want to point out that I think that Musk has already proposed that. Uh, yeah, he has. Good. But the the problem with an edit button is that you can get a tweet that can get a ton of traction and get like tens of thousands of re- of retweets, and it can be something innocuous like "I ate a bagel today," and then you can change it to say, like, "I, you know, Hillary Clinton is a pedophile." And then all of those people who retweeted your innocuous bagel comment. 20,000 people have retweeted the bagel retweet, but now they're, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, they have, folks. Yeah, and it's like, and it can, like you, you would be able to see that it was edited, but it's still like, that doesn't solve that problem. Like, that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just, yeah. if, if you get any traction, you can just spread misinformation so easily. Mm-hmm. That, or you're going to lose all the retweets yeah. every time you edit it. I, do, I, I feel, feel like that much, would have to much, be the much other safer end. where I would I would like, you know, get like one of like, do a thirst trap photo. Finally, for the first time, yeah, I've always been, you know, guys, yeah, I know I've always been talking about doing that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I do one of those and get like 20,000 retweets and then just be like Joel Embiid for MVP hashtag and uh, <laughs> see if we can finally finally get him the award that he deserves. But uh, right. uh, yeah. time out real quick. I need to go back to question number one. Uh, I my proudest moment is Sean with the hard disagree. <laughs> so proud huge look i'm just i'm just tired of people thinking i live something when i actually love something okay and it's just (laughs) i want to be able to i want to be able to edit live and love i i understand i understand and it is very annoying that you can't but i think it would cause so many more problems than it solves yeah unless unless like maybe there is a character limit to the edit or whatever like Obviously, you can't edit an entire tweet, but you can edit like a word or two or something like that. I mean, or you just take that extra like ten seconds and be like, "Did I actually write what I wanted to say?" <laughs> no. Well, I should probably fix that before I post it. You just you delete see, I the tweet, do that and I still just don't. delete the tweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my! But you get more God. re-engagement. You get a whole new audience because you get the you know you hit the seven thirty <laughs> audience with that first tweet. Now you get the seven thirty one audience with the correct tweet. Boy, this <laughs> is just much wider net. I mean, or I just deal with the live love and, yeah. and and add laugh at the at or, or or whatever at the end of it. Live love laugh or whatever. I guess Musk is a threat to like in the sense that like the the stories that come out about the way his employees are are treated or or you know the workplace environment at tesla is not phenomenal so i guess he's a threat in that sense um i don't think he's a threat politically because i his politics are just strange they're just strange rich guy uh politics but like he also there's also stuff that he believes like he believes in like a ubi he believes in some pretty hard left uh things as well in addition to being like we should talk and everybody should have you know uh, you know i i, I 
yeah, I think the hard right should also be on Twitter in addition to the hard left. Like he's he's just sort of like bananas rich guy where he just talks about, you know, he just says whatever's on his mind. And he thinks that it's fine. And like he's got his crazy followers in a way that Jeff Bezos doesn't. But I, I do think that in it from a political standpoint, he's ultimately harmless uh, for Twitter. I think that it is hilarious, objectively, that Elon Musk will be the owner of Twitter. And I think that I am 100 percent for it. What do you think? He's gonna, he's gonna, what he's going to do? Make Twitter worse? It's not even fucking awful. It's, it's terrible. Exactly, though. It's a cesspool of the worst people on the planet. What is he like? He's what is he gonna do? Oh, he's gonna bring you know Charles Johnson back or uh, or or Donald Trump. Twitter is already a, a complete like sinkhole of of discourse uh, for for the United States, and it's also I should point out, um, although it, it gets a lot of of eyeballs, Twitter is not the the be all end all of political discourse or social discourse. It is a, as far as like the, you know, 300 or 400 million people who live in the United States or, or the people worldwide is a, a remarkably small percentage of the world uses Twitter. So it, 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 it's, it's very effective at changing the opinions of people who really, really want to be online. But I think that doesn't capture a really wide berth of you know, a the political beliefs and b the the racial and and gender makeup or, or orientation makeup or what have you of the whole world. So no, I, I I I don't think it's a bad thing that Elon Musk owns Twitter. I think it's funny, and I think look, let's watch him burn down the ship. I don't, I genuinely don't care. Like it, it, the, the website, <laughs> the website can't get worse than it is, in my opinion. And even if he starts doing funky stuff, like one day he just wakes up and, and commands the R and D department, be like. Yo, let's make it 5,000 characters. F- whatever. Like, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> Why not? Do it. Do you want to have an you want to have an emoji like a 420 emoji? Sure. Like it's it's hilarious. Like this let him let him have his his play thing. I think it's 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 crazy that he that it's worth that he thinks it's worth 43 billion or 44 billion and I know the point was that you know the average share price would be 420 yuck yuck yuck. But uh but yeah, whatever. Like, I, I do not think he is a threat to Twitter because that would imply that there's anything there's a, there's another level lower that you could take Twitter to. <laughs> I mean, the, he's a meme lord. Let's be honest. He's just a really, really fucking rich meme lord. He's a 50 year yeah, old yeah. child. So he's a 50 year he's a 50 year old college junior who is, is in his dorm room smoking a whole ton of weed and just tweeting whatever he wants and he just has a bigger platform than your average 19 year old you know 20 year old college student pretty much mm-hmm. so i and also i don't give a fuck about twitter i barely exist mm-hmm. on the platform i barely look at it mm-hmm. so i and I, I don't care yeah i don't know it's, 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 yeah it, it, it's it's got a hold of eyeballs but i i think it is not the like it's a lot of like journalists. It's like a lot of media folks on Twitter driving the discourse on Twitter, which is fine. Uh, but like, it, it, I feel like I'm going to be like the the mom and pop guy. But look, the average American is not on Twitter. The average American is not on Twitter. Is not driving the discourse yeah. on Twitter. Is driving the discourse for a very select few people who are extremely online, and that's fine. Like it's fine. It's a it's a play. It's a you know play place for those people. Uh, and I'm all, I'm on Twitter as well, so I I, I'm, I count myself among them. But uh, you know, it, it's going to be a, it, you're not getting you know Joe six pack from Nebraska with Twitter. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, it's true because like I actively put plug and promote and push my Twitter. 
I'm, I post on it once a day, and I don't really acknowledge anybody else's posts. Yeah. Like, I'm not on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. just on Twitter. There are zero people I know who voted for Donald Trump in 2016 who are on Twitter. I mean, there are probably, <laughs> excuse me, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure there are people I know. There's at least one person I know from my college who voted for Trump and is on Twitter. But none of the people, like, you know, none of the family members I know who voted for Donnie, none of the people who I know who have gone to the far right are on Twitter. They're on Facebook <laughs> or they're on, yeah. or they're on nothing or they're on nothing. So, yeah, let, let 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 Elon burn the house down for all I care. It'll be it'll mm-hmm. be funny to watch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If it right. if it ends up going through, because it might not, like he might end up not yeah. being able to buy them. Yeah, that's the other thing is he hasn't done it yet. It's not yeah. done. No, no, so. man. I could do it for the walls. Um, <laughs> the next question is: Shout out your mom. Shout out some other moms that you know. This is a pre Mother's Day episode. It's going to be out a couple of days before the Big M Day. Here's one: My wife. Let's go, baby. You have a bell, Matt. Ring it. Yeah, let's go. No, 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 no. The ba- I don't want to wake the baby. Um, so, uh, <laughs> That's fair. So, I mean, the baby can't really hear me from upstairs anyway. Like I said, I said before the show, we're just destroying this baby's ears with white noise because apparently it's what you're supposed to do. But uh, but no, my wife has been killing it uh, and not in the Tim Hansen way where he suggested throwing my baby down the stairs. I can't believe you said that, by the way. Um, <laughs> I said knock it out of the park, not throw it down you the did, stairs. You didn't say to knock it out of the park. <laughs> Um, so, uh, no, my wife has been doing an, an incredible job and, and learning on the fly as, as, as I have, but she is, you know, she's, she's on leave. I've, I've returned to work already. And, uh, so she, during the day has been doing a lot of this on her own. Uh, yeah, I'm in the house, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm at work. So, uh, so she's been doing an incredible job. Uh, my mom, uh, is doing a great job with work, uh, doing a great job with her Nova Nordis stuff, uh doing a great job uh, continuing to care for animals. I think she's still doing the animal transport stuff. So my mom does this thing where uh, when there are animals that are up for adoption in uh, an adoption center in one state or in one part of a state, uh, but they need to be transported to a completely other part, completely different part of the state or a far or a far distance. She's one of the relay people. So she's been, she's been doing this since she lived uh, down in Kentucky and since she moved back in Pennsylvania. So she'll be like the middle leg. So like if somebody, you know, wants to adopt a dog at a at a shelter who you know can't hold on to the dog any longer but the dog is you know six states away they'll there's like a like a daisy chain of cars that will that will transport the dog from you know ohio to vermont and my mom will take like the you know the mechanicsburg to king of prussia leg or something along those lines and just transport the animal that way and so she's been doing that and she continued doing it even after she moved back to pennsylvania which is great it's a cool thing to do uh, yeah. It's a great, great piece of volunteer work uh, and, and an aspect of volunteer work, especially when it comes to animals that I would not have known about if she hadn't started doing it. I would never even think that that was a thing. So uh, so shout out to to my wife uh, and to my mom and also to uh, to my my mother-in-law, who has been a godsend the first couple of weeks of us having the baby at home when we were um, ravaged with sleep deprivation, uh, <laughs> agreeing to come over and spell us uh, one or both of us for you know an hour or two so she could hang out with the baby. Um, and we could get uh, a, a sleep, a single sleep uh, between between just one of one us. Sleep. So, yeah, just, just a single sleep, uh, an iota <laughs> of sleep. So uh, so shout out to mm-hmm. her as well. Nice. I love that you picked Mechanicsburg as one of the stops. <laughs> she's lives, she she's lives in, so niche. Well, let's see, she lives in Elizabethtown. I, I should have said Harrisburg or Lancaster or something like that. Uh, Lancaster is Lancaster like the one central PA place that people know about. 
pretty much. Yeah. Like, Harrisburg, I know everyone knows like Harrisburg's the capital, but I think that's still like Pennsylvania is still kind of big. I think Lancaster is the one thing. It's like, oh, it's where the Amish are. The pretty much, yeah. Are. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows what Mechanicsburg is. I know people uh, yeah. in Pennsylvania that don't know what Mechanicsburg is. Well, which is dumb because Mechanicsburg is a beautiful area. <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> uh, it's lovely. Um, uh, you guys, shout out some moms. Let's go. Mom time. I'll shout out my mom. I uh, love my mom. She's uh, she's great. And my mother-in-law, also a sweetheart. Yeah. Works ass. Uh, works ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <Yeah. sighs> Man, things got real weird after you moved, huh? <laughs> she, wor- she works her ass off, but not in the same way that I just implied. Um, and my sister-in-law. Kel, who will probably never listen to the show, uh, mother to my two adorable and cute as hell nieces. I guess also wife to my brother. Weird, but whatever. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. That's it. Short and sweet to the point. Good set of shout outs right there. Mm-hmm. Sean, jump in there. Shout out to moms. Let's go. Mom talks. All right. Shout out to Mary, obviously. Raising two kids, just crushing it left and right. Uh, no, was, you're not supposed to crush them. That's bad yeah. advice. <laughs> that is bad <laughs> advice. But she's 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 does such a good job and like does such a good job of picking up the slack. Where I like will forget like that Jacob has YFF or Boy Scouts, and she'll be like Sean, let's go, and kind of get me in the like. Not that. It's her job to keep me in line, but she does, and that's great. Uh, so ba- she's running. She's Mary running point. Three kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so shout out to my my mom, Mags, who uh, is actually just crushing the grandma game. She's just like loves being with Alice. And shout out to my mother in law, who also loves being with Alice. Just they're great, great grandmoms, and I already knew that. They were because of Jake, but like seeing them interact with a little baby is so different than like a seven or eight year old is just like, they're just so supportive and helpful. And it's just, it's great. You love to see it. You love to see it. Yeah. I don't know if this is a male thing, but we, I, I do notice that we've all defaulted like when we're trying to give like genuine praise to somebody who's doing like a very sweet and heartfelt thing where we're just like, yo, dude, she's just slam dunking this baby shit. Like, <laughs> we all three of us have done that so far. Like, yeah. Dude, Kicking like, ass, <laughs> slam dunk. You're like the LeBron James of motherhood. Like, you have to default to something like that. Uh, Rich, shout out to moms. Oh boy! Uh, shout outs to all the moms I know. Mary, oh, Jenna, wow. what a, uh, uh, the D, the the uh, uh, Janie Debus, and 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 any any other uh, moms that I know. Uh, along with, of course, my sister in law Audra for having mostly to deal with my brother and not really much for the nieces. Like she just deals with my brother all the time, and he's a dick. Um, as well as um, my mom, like me and her relationship have been a little rocky as of late but she's still she's still my mom so i still love her and i still 
uh, adore her, but she can be a pain in the ass too. So shout out to her. And the fact that she's finally realizing that fostering dogs is too much for her and she can't do it anymore because she almost ended up with a third dog. Mm. Woof. Mm. Can't stop. Yeah. Woof. Literally. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> it's good mom shout outs, guys. Yeah. We did an awesome job of shouting out moms. We really knocked yeah. it out of the park. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Happy the Mother's moms. Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. What, what Are you guys doing anything special for your Mother's Day? We're doing a brunch and then probably either Philly's Game or Van Gogh exhibit. We haven't really decided yet. Uh, I think my wife's a my wife's a dentist appointment this week, and that's gonna uh, dictate uh, where we uh, what we do this weekend. Uh, but no, we don't have any concrete plans yet. I'm sure we'll do something with you know do something with my mom. We sent everybody gifts. We're in this weird state where like uh, you know like we can get together with family, but we're still like forgetful of that because it's been you know two and a half years since we did it. So we're like, oh, send everybody gifts, and we're like, as soon as we ordered it, we're like, you know, we could have we could have met them. We could have said hi to him or something. <laughs> Driven it out to them yeah. or something along those lines. Uh, but uh, no, nothing concrete yet. Uh, we're going to discuss that with, with my wife later. Yeah, me too. We got, I got three moms I got to deal with. Mm-hmm. On uh, day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three moms I got to make sure to, to score a goal or something like that yeah to think about it. let them let them know that they're crushing it yeah just, just gotta, <laughs> yeah gotta forge them some hammers and knives and swords <laughs> uh. yeah let them know that they're just slaying the mom game <laughs> uh, it's always funny when it comes around to mother's day because like i'll be asked about like so like are you doing anything for mother's day rich i'm like i don't know am i I'm not a mother. I don't make these choices. It's Mother's Day. What are we doing for Mother's Day? Or like they'll ask me, is this okay for you for Mother's Day? I'm like, why are you asking me? It's your day. Like, uh, so, uh, they, they, like no, that's 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 some 101 level Mother's Day stuff, man. You, 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 you mother's like, I I don't know. You can do whatever you want. You got to plan some shit. <laughs> I, I'm, if I'm you don't plan anything, it right now, but you're you in got, trouble. You've got to be the driving force. It's like, because right now, like I said, we're trying to figure out either the Van Gogh exhibit or the Phillies game. And so, like, my dad was like, me and your mother are either going to do the Van Gogh exhibit or the Phillies game on Mother's Day. What does everyone want to do? And my response was, personally, I want to do the Phillies game. But whatever the moms want to do, I'm fine with Mm. because it's their day. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say, I want to do this on that day. Mm. Like it's because I'm not. I'm, I'm oh, not you don't say it that way. Is you, you frame it like, well, I think what would probably be best for the moms is if we do the Van Gogh exhibit, you know, in the in the morning, and sneak that in there, and then maybe catch uh, catch the last seven innings of the Phillies game. You know, I think what the moms <laughs> would like, but you know, mom, let me know if this doesn't sound good to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, you get um, both. You take the initiative. You get points for taking the initiative, and you've still allowed them uh, some say in the matter. True. Yeah. True. Gotta, gotta, gotta do that, man. Gotta, gotta take that, take that <laughs> issue, and then, and then also, then you get points because you'd be like, oh, then I get to go to the Phillies game too because I was considered in my mom's yeah. feelings. <laughs> yeah, see, it works. Uh, the next question is, what is the title of the Netflix miniseries about your life? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> How many episodes do you think you can get out of that? <laughs> Uh well with the current rate of Netflix renewals uh, I'm gonna go one season 
Mm-hmm. Eight episodes. Max max three Eight. seasons. Eight hours of Tim Hansen just looking up at people and saying he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what was that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every key it moment of your life. Every, at least once an episode, you have to be like, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> and then there's a follow-up series of, where'd the dumbass go? <laughs> it's, it's like Hangover, but still drunk. Uh, Sean, what would the Netflix miniseries about your life be called? Be called Baby Leg, <laughs> because of my <laughs> tiny little leg. <laughs> it's just uh, me, baby legs. Wad- me waddling around. I don't think that's everywhere. what anybody thought. Oh, it could be oh, my penis. I... <laughs> Which one? Uh, wow. Yes, one wow. of my. Oh, what a callback! <laughs> what a callback! If if you don't know that callback, go back and listen to episode one. Is that like a podcast? Is that like a bad Boogie Night sequel? <laughs> it's like yeah. Dirk Diggler, but the opposite. <laughs> Just a little tiny boy. Yeah, a little tiny, tiny baby leg. <laughs> it's like in uh, what was it? Scary movie as the tiny baby hand. He's like, grab the strong hand. <laughs> Use the other one. <laughs> this is my strong hand. <sighs> uh, Rich, what would the Netflix series about your life be? I don't know. <laughs> That's a great title. Well, let's let's flesh that out <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Uh, who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, who cares would be Tim's sequel. Like, mm. <laughs> no, um, I already said what, the sequels. Where'd the dumbass go? Well, it would be the sequel to the sequels. Who cares? Mm. No, that would Dude. have to be the hard disagree. <laughs> hard disagree, to- Rich. That would be the fourth season. Hard, hard disagree um, is your revival of Crossfire from, from <laughs> CNN like 15, 20 years ago. Mm. Oh, I, I was thinking of the, the game. No, not, not Crossfire. crossfire. <laughs> not, not, not like the you board game. Crossfire! Uh, legitimately, I think my, my series would just be called, like, I don't know anymore. Or something like that. Because I really don't know anymore about anything. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just going through life There's now. There's three really compelling shows that we've come up with here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're killing shows man. based on him not listening to anybody uh, or chiming at the wrong time. And Rich is just like throwing up his hands like like John Oliver's show, but him just throwing up his hands like. And then credits roll. Who fucking cares, man? Yeah. <laughs> I, that, like legitimately my life right now, like when it comes to work and stuff and like stuff's bullshit. I was just like, I don't know what to do anymore. Mm. I'm just done. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Why are we arguing? I don't know. What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I don't think... Well, first of all, I mean, let, let's let's hit the nail on the head right here. My life is not a compelling story for a Netflix miniseries. Let's just say, like, <laughs> that's, that's part of the problem is that we're all trying to drum up interest and like, look, I'm not going to I'm not gonna cast aspersions on anybody's lives here. But look, we're... we're as it as it stands in the in the in the span of history for very ordinary white dudes, uh, you know, and and unfortunately, although we can have a podcast about it, we, we can do podcasting because that's basically the realm of the the ordinary white dude. Uh, not really compelling fodder for a Netflix series. So, uh, I guess my Netflix series would be um, uh, the premise of the show. And it would be a mini series where I just I tackle a different podcast. I, I, what I would do is it would be each episode would be me starting 
every podcast that I've ever started at any point. And I think I could get nine or 10 episodes out of that, even if I just limited it to one episode per podcast. Uh, because um, the the 20s were a lot of me flailing around at any idea possible. And uh, and I think that would be I think that would be my series would be my life as told through each podcast. I try to start after college. <laughs> that was a genuinely great answer. <laughs> well, it also involved like 20 minutes of me stalling by like just calling us all like bland, ordinary dudes. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes I mean, you, you got to vamp a little bit. You, you call it like you see it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, I, the, the the first podcast I did, um, I actually uh, don't don't tell the people at Duquesne this, but I um, uh, borrowed a piece of equipment from the Duquesne uh, media uh, department uh, that recorded phone lines, and it was one of those old school things, a big box, and you plug in two different phone lines, and one's to the phone input and one's the phone output, and it recorded it, and that was the way I recorded stuff for the podcast. Was I had phone jacks. I would call on the landline. I had to call my buddies on the landline to get them on this podcast. And that was the way I recorded it. This is this is pre like Skype call recording or, or anything along those lines. Or I, I hadn't figured that stuff out yet and didn't have the money to. So uh, to subscribe to it. So I just I <clears throat> borrowed this piece of equipment uh, that I, I can't confirm or deny whether or not I still have it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that but, is grade A college ingenuity, and I love it. College ingenuity, baby. Yeah, it was a great piece of great piece of equipment that I used to do that show. It was awesome. Uh, any other Netflix ideas? I don't know. Nah, man. I like you said. We we're just ordinary white dudes. We don't need another show about yeah. ordinary white dudes. Oh God! Exactly. Oh, we have enough representation. Uh huh. Plenty of representation on the podcast circuit. Uh, our last question is, as always, for the first round, is not a question because it's time for the Antiques Roadshow uh, guessing game. Yay! Now, Tim, this is about the PBS TV show, The Antiques Roadshow. Uh, is not about <laughs> what's that? Uh, I think it's on like right after Zabumafu. Uh, so, uh, so what we do during this uh, this part of the show is, is uh, it's 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 America's game. It's sweeping the nation. We take an item, we look at an item that was appraised on the PBS program, The Antiques Roadshow, and we try to figure out what that item is, what its function is, and how much it costs. Uh, Sean O'Brien, yes, what the hell are we looking at here? We're looking at a necklace. Um. And genuinely, it looks like one of those Mardi Gras bead necklaces that you get for like 50 cents at the dollar store mm. or whatever. Just like those beaded necklaces. It's a deep color, like a brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does, it looks fairly cheap. And I can't imagine it being worth any money. <laughs> but it Which probably means is. Definitely, like, this is definitely yeah. like some- pearl necklace yeah, like it's, it's, it, it is black it is two strand a, black pearl necklace yeah yeah a black pearl necklace to the pearl to the pearl, to the pearl. uh yeah it's, i was sitting on that this entire time i'm sorry <laughs> just waiting to say to the pearl at some point yeah yeah, yeah. explain to the listener to this is uh anytime pearl. we uh, anytime in uh you know in the before times when we did shots and even now in the in the after times uh we uh when we do shots the first toast is always to the pearl and it would progress throughout the night. This is back when we would do multiple shots during the course of the evening, as opposed to our time now, where we're all like reluctantly doing the one because uh, <laughs> we all have like stuff to do the next day. Uh, but uh, but the first toast was always to the pearl. To the pearl. 
because it would be hilarious to have a genuine toast and then end it with, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean reference from 20 years ago. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 we're all um, uh, Michael Bolton from that one, the Lonely Island song. <laughs> Michael Bolton. Yeah. Kira this Knightley. is a tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. The song was a ge- that, that hook was a genuinely great hook too. It was, it was honestly, it is my favorite song from Lonely Islands. Is that it's song. it's I, it's a very very funny song. Um, that that and throw it to the ground. I can just throw it on the ground is pretty I good. Um, I think Rocky is one is my favorite one where it's like that uh that like Fresh Prince of Bel Air style like or How I Beat Shaq style song about going to fight Rocky, but the the last two verses are just about him getting the shit kicked out of him by Rocky. Because <laughs> like, I was really bad at fighting and he punched me in the face. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So back to the pearls. Uh, these pearl, <laughs> this pearl necklace that we're looking at, two-strand pearl necklace, uh, I think it's, I don't know, is there some sort of significance that you guys want to ascribe to these pearls? I have no idea. But I'm trying to figure out if I think these are real pearls or not. And at first I thought it had like the links in between each one was like some just shitty wire. And I was like, all right, that kind of goes with Sean's Mm -hmm. thought process of them being like just cheap store beads. But uh, those are individual knots of whatever strand of like string is going between all of them. So to me, that makes it seem like it is genuine and Mm -hmm. probably more expensive. We'll say it's like the Queen of England's pearls. I was going to say Jackie Kennedy. uh, so, Jack, Jack uh, Onassis. All right. the, these pearls are, are cursed pearls that imbue uh, the, the wearer with mm. the ability to uh, fend off their greatest evil. But if they lose against their greatest evil, their soul gets added to the pearl necklace into another pearl. So it just continues to it grow. Gets bigger and bigger. That's why it's two strings and not one. Like one of those Pandora it's charm just... bracelets. They just keep adding more and more. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's actually it's called Pandora's Black Pearl Necklace. I was gonna say it's Shang Tsung's Black Pearl Necklace. Your Shang soul Tsung's is mine. That, that, <laughs> Shang Tsung from Street that's, from that's, not Street Fighter from uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Have you never seen the Mortal Kombat movie? The original yeah. movie. So I played the game. <laughs> Where he uses his ult oh, to transform into other people. I did, I did. I did not what see the Mortal Kombat movies. I, I. I did not. Uh. Yeah. Like the Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat stuff. I did not. Uh. I did not. Not watch the movies of those back in the day. Although I did. They're, I did learn classics. recently, listening to a podcast, that uh. That M Bison in the Street Fighter movie was Raul Julia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, know, I didn't know about until recently. <laughs> he, he was. Uh. He was Gomez from the Adams Family. Mm-hmm. Gomez from the Adams Family was M Bison. Who would have known? <laughs> and he was great. Uh huh. To, to me, the best part about the Street Fighter movie is that there was a game based off of it. Yeah, I heard about that too. It looked terrible. Street Fighter, the movie, the game. It just ridiculous. Uh, how much do we think that this uh, cursed pearl necklace that was held owned by either Jackie Onassis or the Queen is worth? 50000 20000 <laughs> I, I did. I, uh, ten grand. Okay, so I'm gonna stick with my answer that this was this is a Mardi Gras necklace, <laughs> and it's, it's worth like it's worth like I don't know like fifty bucks, maybe. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna mm. undercut you guys. I'm gonna bet one dollar. So much. Way I'm gonna go with one dollar. Way undercut. 
I, I can tell you safely that the Mardi Gras beads, like the, the cheap ass ones at, at New Orleans are like literally 10 cents per strand. Uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, if you had a $50 one, that would be, uh, it'd be nice. It'd be one of those like big ones that you like dangle to like get people to like really go crazy on the floats. Uh, but yeah, $50 would be, that's a, that's a nice appealing necklace right there for Mardi Gras. Yes. All right. So Sean's going for 50. I'm going 10 grand. Rich is 20 grand. Tim is 50 grand. Uh, who wants to be in the Brose players this week? I'll be. Wow, guys. She, be, she settled down. I was going to say not all at once. For Christ's sake. I'll do the other one. Do you want guest or appraiser, Rich? Um, I'll be guest. All right. Action. I went to a Goodwill on the Oregon coast. Okay. And for twenty dollars, I I knew they were special when I saw them. And then you went further. You had them tested. Yes, I went from many geolo- gemologists, and I must have on the Oregon coast alone probably ten to fifteen. No kidding. A total of over over twenty. Did anybody tell you what they were? Most of them didn't have a clue. This gemologist would say, go to that gemologist. Oh, he'd. And I'd go to the next, and this gemologist is better. Anybody offer to buy them? <laughs> um, nobody offered to buy them. Okay. <laughs> because I, um, I didn't know, I didn't want to sell them. They knew. What do you think they are? Well, one lady committed herself, and she said she believed that they were old rubies. At first, I thought they'd hold them, and they'd go, they're not real. Okay. And then they'd say, Wait a second, wait a second. Well, maybe they are. Yeah, well, maybe they are, you know, and most of the time, because I had them in my little hot hand, and I'd warm them up, and they'd be warm, they'd say, Oh, they're beads, you know. But then after that, she'd say they're worth around 10000 you know. But I'm going, oh my gosh. And that was cool. But she said she wouldn't commit herself. So she sent me to another big mucky muck. She said he was a gemologist and he had a big gallery. Okay. With things, pieces, with things, pieces that were like 30000 and and 100000 You went to a high class store. Yeah, so it looked really good. What did he tell you? And he took them in his hands, and he, at first, said the same thing. Oh, they're not real. And I said, yes, they are. And he said the color didn't look real. Now what we have here is a stone tester. This thing does not lie. Cool. If it's not real, it's going to go up into that area right around there. This also tells you what type of stones it is. Wow. Rubies are corundum. Sapphires are also corundum. I tested quite a few of your stones. Yeah? Now, watch what happens. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Is that a good thing? We're, we're going all around it. Now and I looked at the stones through the loop and everything else. Yeah? I'm sad to tell you they're not real. No. Yeah, there's some sort of composite. Really? 
They might be plastic. You're kidding. See? I'm not kidding you. He put an hour and a half on those things. I'm telling you, and if you have this tested in the lab, it's going to cost you about $200 to have the stones tested, and they're going to tell you it's not real. And did you see the pieces you can see through and everything? Everything. Weird. I'm sad. I'm sad to tell you that. I wish they were real because if they were real, a ruby necklace like this would be worth $100,000. <laughs> now it's worth good costume jewelry. So it's worth 10 bucks or 20 bucks? That's what it is. Strange. Very strange. So I'm sorry to tell you that, but we had a good time with them. Yeah, we had a great time. <laughs> I'm glad you came in. Yes, it's good to meet you. Okay. <laughs> Yuck. And scene. Uh, so, first of all, congratulations, Sean. Uh, <laughs> yes. Absolutely a nailing the fact that they're not real. It's costume Swish. jewelry. Um, and shout out to Tim's, Tim's appraiser. Uh, who managed to make it through that whole thing with apparently one foot in the grave? Uh, so, <laughs> Mission accomplished. I did not think he was gonna that that guy was gonna make it through the entire one with uh, being able to handle Rich's yokel guest. Uh, as, as, as soon as it went to more than two words in a response, I was like, I might have to quit. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, go, going back, going back to question one. And I know it was saying somebody else, but I'm proud of myself for keeping that accent that entire time. Like go. I usually lose it halfway through. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well Anyways. done. I I brought these in from home. Uh, my mom had them. Uh, they passed down <laughs> from generation to generation. Um. All right. Uh, that's the end of our questions for this round. Does anyone have a closing thought or a take? Hmm. Nah, I do. I do not. But Sean, did you say you had questions from before? Oh, I that do. Were targeted at Matt. I do. I get bonus I questions. I forgot. Bonus, bonus questions. questions. Did Did Brian right. email ask me if I had opinions on Joel and B breaking his eyeball? <laughs> <laughs> so the first question, the first bonus, yeah. bonus question, Matt, give us yeah. the product review of your new acquisition: specs, features, overall satisfaction. So let me tell you about this bottle warmer we got. Uh, it is <laughs> just sweet as hell. Uh, the uh, the kiddo does not like. All right, so the baby, um, the the baby is going well. Uh, here, here's what I'm gonna say. So the, the baby is first of all adorable. Uh, and and what they, they they say about your kid is that like at the very beginning, um, they kind of look like what I've heard from friends is like look they. they when they're first born, they kind of look like a potato, and the baby kind of looked like a potato at the beginning. And I'm gonna be very honest. On day one, I looked at her, and, and and especially the state of the world, I was very upset about this. I'm like, oh, no, she looks like Vladimir Putin. Uh, but, <laughs> but as the week went on, she slowly filled out and became looked, looked like more and more of a person as like, you know, she, she started recovering from from being, you know, from from being born uh, and slowly became uh, more person like. And so she's she's an adorable little kid. And she's also uh, strong as hell, like pound for pound, the strongest baby I've ever seen, like was trying to roll on her side on like day three uh you know already has like great neck control like all the stuff all the all the measurables i'm in nfl draft mode now like all, all the measurables <laughs> that you look for in a baby this kid's got him let me tell you uh so 
he's very strong. She's starting to smile a little bit, which is which is great. Um, she is um, uh, opinionated, very opinionated. And the problem <laughs> with uh, having an opinionated baby is that they only have so many things they can be opinionated on. And a lot of the time, the opinion is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but they will very loudly and forcefully tell you who and as the parent you're like oh no i don't know what who is that's it that's it we can't just give me bad parents for the rest of our lives we're never gonna know what who is uh and you know th- sometimes that happens but uh but we are we are figuring it out day by day uh we're taking the, we just took the kid for a nice long walk uh this afternoon in her little stroller she's very cute uh, she's met her grandparents. Uh, kid, overall, like, uh, look, is, is any new parenting? There's gonna be, there's gonna be, for new parents, there's gonna be struggles. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. There's gonna be nights where uh, the kid is waking up three, four times at the, at the very beginning. It's slowly gotten a little bit better, uh, but there's gonna, there's nights, especially at the beginning, because the kid was born a little small, so we had to, we had to set an alarm every three hours, like on the dot, had to be feeding this kid, which was not far off from her normal feeding schedule, but it was still like. <laughs> like it's like a 1 a.m wake up because you wake up you get set up for the feeding and everything like that and then you know that whole process takes <laughs> let me tell you this there was um there's somebody in the uh, there's at the beginning where we we're doing like a combination of different types of feeding for the baby it was there was like the breastfeeding and then we were supplementing a little bit and we were also pumping and uh because the baby was just so small and we had to make sure that the baby was getting enough food so that we should actually start growing a little bit and uh the consultant i mean she was laying out this process and the consultant was and we were like boy it sounds like we're gonna spend like like over an hour doing this and we're gonna go back to sleep and then we'll wake up in an hour to wake the baby and she's like no no it takes like a half hour it's, it's like a half hour process and, and your husband can help it you know this this part takes 15 minutes and you know the next part takes 15 minutes and then this part takes 10 i'm like well hold on stop right there uh because look i don't look, i'm not a nurse but uh, what I do do is math on a daily basis. And what you've, you've immediately passed the 30 minute threshold by just this hypothetical that you've thrown out. But you got, you got to get through it. Like, oh, I, I've gotten 40 minutes of sleep over the last two days. And I still know what 10 plus 20, 15 plus 15 is. Uh, that, that was part of it is that the, the, the 30 minute process extended um, beyond 30 minutes. But uh, but. But uh, things have gotten better. Baby is improving. Uh, baby is smiling a little bit uh, in the morning. I'm just like, ah, I like being awake. Uh, and uh, so overall, A plus baby. A plus baby. I, yeah. A plus. I, yeah, my product review is uh, A plus would recommend. I got to say real quick, it was funny. You sent us the pictures yes, I did. of the baby and uh, uh, on the Brose chat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we all sent our congrats and everything. And I looked over at my sister who works six feet away from me. I was like, do you want to see baby? And she's like, yeah. And so I give her my phone to show her. And she's like, so what's her name? What are her stats? What are blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Like, when was she born? I'm like, I didn't ask. What are her stats? <laughs> look, yeah. look at baby. Yeah. And because it's like, no, because every. What's her the, agility? The question. <laughs> Level the question one human, I, the, dual classic the, bard and barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> the questions I never think to ask are like: Is she like a pass rushing outside linebacker, was... or more of like a pass coverage outside linebacker? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it was actually like, a wide it, receiver. Like, yeah, it's fair. What? But it was like, how big was she when she was born? What's her height? What's her uh, uh, mm. how? I like like oh like what time was she born? Blah blah blah. All that. Yeah. So like I'm like, uh, look at text like baby. Well, what's her name? I'm like. Look at text, baby, because <laughs> yeah. you didn't even you didn't even write meet 
Jordan, you just wrote, you just sent pictures of baby. Yeah, I just sent pictures of baby. <laughs> so then we had announced it to the world so then, at that like, point. And also, in my defense, it was uh, I was very tired. <laughs> it was unacceptable. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't against you. Mm. It was more of like me, Sean, Tim. Neither of us. That's because we're men. What's, neither we of don't what's her name? Neither of us. It did not occur to me. Yeah. I was just like, hey, look yeah. at this baby. So, and then well, I showed I, Mary. I also realized I was supposed to be updating uh, my, my wife's parents, my, my, my in-laws about it. And I <laughs> we finally gotten settled and like, you know, we're, we're, you know, caring for the baby and like, you know, gushing over and everything like that. And around 1230 in the, in the afternoon, I got a text from my mother-in-law that just said, any updates? And I was like, oh, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Oops. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's a very delayed cascading uh, chain of people who yeah. are notified about the baby. But, uh, but yeah, baby yeah. baby is an A+. Plus, uh, and I, uh, I'm slowly getting more sleep on a nightly basis, which is helping my review of the baby. Mm-hmm. For <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. Totes. Uh, was that everything? I just, uh, we answered this question, but you could answer it too. What do you need right now, and how can your friends support you? Oh, what do I need right now? Oh boy, um, sleep. Uh, I mean, sleep is helpful for for sure. I find I, yeah. The, the The problem is, is that I'm not a napper, and usually I wake up from a nap in a bad mood. So like, that was a part of the problem. Was uh, my my mother in law the first couple of weeks I mentioned before my mother in law would come over and like say, okay, I'll, I'll hold on to the baby so that uh, that you Jenna can take a nap or you Matt can take a nap. And I'll go upstairs and try to take a nap up here in the uh, in the office to pull out sofa and everything like that. And I just sit there and I'd be like, I can't sleep. Like, how is this possible? Like, <laughs> I've got two hours of sleep today. I still can't sleep. What is this? And then today I finally got down and, and took a nap uh, for a little bit this afternoon. And I woke up and I felt like groggy and terrible. And, and within 20 minutes, I felt fine. Um, ah, boy, I guess um, what I need from... Uh, what do I need right now in general? I guess is understanding. Uh, is is I, I guess just just patience and understanding. Uh, we are slowly figuring out the parenthood thing, uh, but I have been. Uh, I, I I realize I, I have I have uh, text messages on my phone that I haven't responded to in like three days. Uh, <laughs> just simply is I, I just I haven't gotten around to it. Like it involves a level of thought. Uh, that I have not gotten around to at this point. And it's tough because, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where they, they I've, I've talked to, talked to my, my, my therapist about this. Uh, I've talked with my wife about it. It's like, yo, yo we don't want to be like isolated, but also it's just a lot that we're doing right now. So it's hard to be like, to, to stop and be like, okay, we need to, you know, take five minutes and communicate with X, Y, and Z or, or do, you know, send this text message or give this person a call or something like that. Um, because we're just going through a lot right now. So I guess just patient and patience and understanding, I think is the thing that I'm looking for right now. Um, and also coffee, uh, coffee at all times, uh, always coffee, never not coffee. Uh, <laughs> coffee got me through and also probably, uh, maybe put me in a bad mood while I was in the hospital. Cause I was just like, well, if we're going to be up all night, I may as well have some coffee at 12 midnight. And, uh, and it did keep me up, but it also put me in, it also put me in a bad mood. Cause it was like my fourth cup of coffee. And it was like, okay, that's enough. You're over the edge. Um, so I guess those, those are the things I think, uh, it, there, there's going to be a point when, uh, you know, we finally, uh, you know, we got the baby on more of a consistent schedule. That's the other thing is that. Uh, you know, and again, Sean can can echo this or or what or not. But uh, the, the, at the beginning, you're like, well, once once we get the baby on a routine, because everybody says, oh, put the baby on a routine, 
and uh, and mm-hmm. once the baby's on a routine, uh, you know, then they start getting these cues like, oh, hey, you know, we're doing this. So that means it's time for a nap or we're doing this. It's time for feeding and everything like that. But the cool thing about baby is that the routine will work for two and a half days. And then at that point, her needs change, uh, her physiological makeup changes, and she needs something else. And so she's like, this schedule does not work for me anymore. And I'm going to let you know about it at, you know, 99 volume. So, uh, (laughs) so, uh, so once, but, but there, there's going to be a point at which it settles a little bit more. And I think we'll be able to be a little bit more social and be able to do some other things that we did before, you know, before we were parents, um, and, and, and do that kind of thing. But in the meantime, uh, just bear with us, man. I think, I guess that's the best thing I can ask for is just some, 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 some patience and understanding. Yeah. And coffee. So uh, did I mention the coffee? Because the coffee is like huge right now. <laughs> so, so are you after like a half calf, a full calf, a dark roast, a medium roast? Like, what kind of coffee you after here, bro? Uh, well, Sean and Mary very kindly, uh, before we had the baby, brought over this like death by coffee, which is like double caffeinated or something like that. Uh, and so it's just a matter of me being able to grind the coffee beans uh, at a time that won't disturb the baby. Uh, because we also got this nice French press that I've been meaning to try out. Uh, the next time I boiled uh, tea for my wife, I'm going to use the French press with the death by coffee. So um, I guess that level, uh, the level where they have to put a warning and, and a skull and crossbones on the cover would be nice. Okay. So, uh, so death wish dark roast is going to be right up your alley. Yes, please. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a dark roast guy. So yeah, if death wish has a dark roast, uh, then, then color me dark roast. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so if you need sleep, I guess I'll cancel that Amazon order for the Sonic Mega Collection for you. Gotcha. Sonic Mega Collection. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, oh, oh <laughs> I, I, we, we have gotten livid at a couple of Amazon drivers and or DoorDash people because, like, we, we ordered DoorDash one night, and I think I put – it was, like, while the baby was, like, falling asleep, but we hadn't had – you know, we hadn't made dinner yet. So we ordered food, and I put in the notes, like, please do not ring doorbell. We'll come get the food. Um, and the, you know, of course, immediately bottom and doorbell goes off the whole house. Baby wakes up and I'm ready to kill. I'm ready to kill a service worker. <laughs> I'm ready to kill a member of the service industry at that point. Uh, so, but you know, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Okay. Uh, just, your, your death just, wish coffee should be delivered tomorrow. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> just actually send me door, the, the I, I don't know why you didn't assume I wasn't just <laughs> buying you coffee right now. I did do that at one point. I think I remember years ago, Tim said, like, somebody sent me a pizza and I just decided to send you a pizza. I don't remember what the context was, but I think I was getting in my car on my way home from work and saw that you had posted something on Facebook about wanting a pizza. And I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> why not? Up and just sent Tim a pizza. I don't know why. I, I don't remember what I, I know nothing about the context, but I remember 40 minutes later, you sent me, you called me or text me. And we were like, uh, Just buy me hey, a buddy, pizza. did you send me like a plain pizza? <laughs> Couldn't even put topics on it. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a cheapskate I am. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so that's that's the status at this point is uh, is happy, but haggard, I guess I'll put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's normal. Yeah. I think I, I I I have to remind myself of that every day. It's like, yo, this is just this is just baby stuff. This is just baby stuff. It happens. And then, have uh, you gotten to the point where you talk to her like an adult, where you're like, um, what are you doing? Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been noticing, um, I've been I've been doing that with Alice a little bit more because mm-hmm. she has a lot more opinions, and she's just mm-hmm. like, and but she still does those baby things. Like she'll grab mm-hmm. a cup of water and just pour it out. And I'm like, why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. She, she has no know. idea. Yeah. I just did it. Yeah. 
we, we, I felt like li- we do it a little bit. It depends on what she's doing. Um, like what I, I try to do is like if she's doing something, like we put her in her, under her little play gym and she's just like grasping at stuff. She can't really like do anything with the toys yet. Um, but like I'll describe what she's doing. Um, uh, but there are definitely moments where like she gets mad, like because we're feeding her and then we pull out the bottle and then she's mad because the bottle is gone. I'm just like, well, look, it's, this was your choice. Like you absolutely <laughs> just communicated to us that we you weren't interested in the food anymore. Uh, yeah. like it's, it's, you're simply going to have to make up your mind on this. Uh, and surprisingly <laughs> that soothing tone coupled with my cool logic, uh, is not, does not, does not seem to be working, not getting through to her that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but I do, I do do that occasionally. I do that occasionally. Um, mm-hmm. so we're, we're at that point. I don't know. What other points are we at? Um, I don't know. Uh, we, we, I talk with her a little bit, uh, all little things. Cause it's like, that's the other thing is like when the middle of the night, like you're so tempted because she's awake and ready to eat. Like you want to be like, just looking into her eyes. Like, Oh, you're so cute. Look at it. But also like, it's, you don't want to do that in the middle of the night because like baby looking directly into a baby's eyes is extremely stimulating for a baby. So, uh, if you want them to go back to sleep after eating, you will not look directly in their, a, be- a beautiful, adorable cherub like face, uh, <laughs> at three in the morning, or you will not go back to sleep. But all you want to do is look at her adorable, cherub like face and be like you're such an adorable little baby when you're eating and then yeah you can't do it though you gotta resist you must resist resist the temptation <laughs> resist the temptation to just ogle your baby Res- at 4 a.m resistance is futile it's oh it, i mean look it doesn't work you just go to sleep anyway it never never ever sleep uh but yeah that's that's the status of, of baby Kaz right now, uh, who is, I, I just got a text from my wife, is still sleeping, which is a, a remarkable thing. Like, Hell I yeah. actually, like, I'm going to, I'm, right. I'm really going to, I'm quickly going to Google uh, Guinness's hotline just to see if they will take this as a record. But, <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that between episodes. Uh, was, was there anything else that uh, I needed to address from previous episodes, Sean? Nope, that was it. Any That's other you opinions got. that you want me to weigh in on? Nah. <laughs> just, just about anything else? Like, I don't know, like. Do we get a question about burritos that I could toss my opinion in on? Because I'm, I'm I'm for them. I'm pro burrito. Pro burrito. Pro burrito. Pro burrito. I think we're in case that came up. I think we're a pro burrito podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. It's a food, so therefore there it is. <sighs> anyway, uh, if you want to see any more of my burrito or baby takes on Twitter, you could follow me there. Uh, depending on whether or not I've been deplatformed by Elon Musk. Um, I'm on Twitter at mkaznel. That's M K A S Z N E L. What about you, Sean? At hey, it's S O B. How about you, Tim? At Tim R Hansen. And how about you, Rich? At B underscore one us. Uh, the podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose podcast, and it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, send it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. Uh, you can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook and on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by the great Stephen Siebert. And you can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. And just as a follow-up to my my earlier uh, segment where I was giving everybody notes on their performance from the last few episodes, uh, Mary, Tess, uh, Shannon, and, uh, and Stephen, uh, A plus, no notes. Um, <laughs> let's get to some plugs, everyone. Rich, what's going on with all your streaming and your podcasting and all that? 
twitch.tv slash beyond underscore walnuts for video game streaming and shenanigans Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday from generally 6 or 7 to 10 o'clock at night. Uh, we just reached 150 followers, so I'm pretty stoked and had an awesome event mm. on Friday, the, pre- the the past Friday that we that just happened. Uh, also, uh, check out um, facebook.com slash onequestonline or Twitter and Instagram at one underscore quest for uh, two podcasts. PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show, and bonus action, the tabletop podcast, where me and Sean and a bunch of friends play Dungeons and Dragons. Sean, how about your frisbees? Uh, I throw them at OB Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it is OB underscore Disc Golf. Uh, I co-host the Taste Fakers Music Podcast. Uh, we're on a break per, to prepare season two, and uh, I've had a slight delay in my research for season two for some reason. Uh, but uh, but the season two is upcoming, and we it, it is a doozy. Let me tell you, we're gonna we're Carol King is involved. I'm really excited Ooh. about that. Carol King, baby. Oh man, get some tapestry up in here. Uh, but you can go back and listen to any of our, our season one episodes. And Sean, I, I, I want to thank you for admirably promoting the Taste Fakers podcast <laughs> in my absence uh, for the for, for the last couple of episodes. Because, look, we did put out some good work. I'm, I'm, I'm going to boast a little bit about the work that we did on episodes about Def Leppard and Andrew WK, about System of a Down and Run the Jewels, about Mastodon. And oh crap! That uh, neurosis, neurosis uh, was the other band that we did for that one. It was a really fun set of episodes, fourteen plus hours of music discussion, taking two albums from pop music history and finding a way to connect them. Taste Fakers podcast on uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, and that's it. Is that right? That's that's all we got now, right? That's all. That's, that's we not, did it. Do anything else? Yeah, Tim. Do you want to promote like um I don't know like your 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 oh, your th- TV. My TV is a great TV. Done. Done. Uh, Boom. We did it. Uh, I guess that's it. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. 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 For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Hell yeah. All right.